I will please ask you to open your Bibles uh, to the first book of Chronicles. First Chronicles. And today we will be meditating in chapter 16. Chapter 16, verse 11. First Chronicles 16, 11. This is the word of God. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Let's have a short word of prayer. Dear Father, thank you very much for the opportunity that you give us to be here. Thank you for salvation in Jesus Christ. And thank you for your word. Lord, you have promised that you will guide the blind in ways that they knew not. And we are blind without your word. So we pray that through your word, you will guide us and that your Holy Spirit will apply us, will apply it in our hearts so that we can walk more and more in conformity to your dear son, Jesus Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. The text uh, that we have in front of us today was given after King David directed the transportation of the Ark of the Covenant into the tent that he had prepared for it in Jerusalem before the construction of the temple. Now, that was a time of great rejoicing uh, that closed a very sad chapter in the history of Israel, a sad, a sad chapter that had started uh, when the Ark had been taken by the Philistines and even included the death of Uzzah because they hadn't followed God's commands for transporting his Ark. So during this time of rejoicing, uh, we read that David appointed singers to praise the Lord and even wrote and taught a psalm that Asaph and his relatives were supposed to sing. In this psalm, we find a call. It is a call to seek the Lord. Now, the question that I want to answer is, what does it really mean to seek the Lord? According to Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, the Hebrew word that is translated here as seek literally means to tread or frequent. You can think about the way we make paths in the countryside where there is a lot of vegetation. You start walking a certain way and as you walk, you put the plants under your feet. Then you do the same uh, the next day and again the next day, and again the next day, and then you have a path. It is called a well-trodden path. It was made because you frequented that place. Repetition and persistence created the path. The Hebrew word can also mean to follow someone. And in connection with those meanings, you have the idea of seeking, even of asking a question to someone. So as you can see, the emphasis here lies on reiteration, endurance, even making an effort and showing passion. You just won't give up. You keep coming back. You keep trading the same path day after day. And that is what it means to seek the Lord. Seeking the Lord is not just praying once. It is not just attending church uh, once a week, or praying before eating your, your food. 
Obviously, seeking the Lord includes all of that, but it goes beyond. If you are seeking the, the Lord, you do so on a regular basis. You keep coming back. You won't let him go. You visit him. You frequent his presence again and again during the day. And you keep doing so as days and months and years and decades go by. You won't give up. And if there are difficulties, and there will be difficulties, you'll persist. There is a well-trodden path in your life, a pattern of praying to him, listening and reading his word, and seeking his presence. So that is what David is calling the people to do. He is calling them to seek the Lord. And he uses the name Yahweh here. That name reminds us that God is who he is, that he has the power to exist in himself. David is calling the, the people to seek the face of God who is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. And since this is the inspired word of God, and it is clearly calling us to seek the Lord, then we know that seeking the face of God is acceptable to him and also something that he has promised to reward with a blessing. Now, what are the blessings of seeking the Lord? Well, there are many. We could be talking about them for hours, right? But this verse clearly zooms in on one of those blessings, on the fact that the Lord gives strength. Our text says, Seek the Lord and his strength. And we find this idea over and over again in the Bible. But we need to be aware of the fact that he's never promised to give strength just to anyone and everyone. He only blesses certain people with strength. And I want you to think about who those people are that are promised strength. For that purpose, we will briefly look at four passages. First, Let's look at Isaiah chapter 40, verses 29 to 31. Isaiah 40, 29 to 31. There we read, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So the Lord promises to give strength to whom? To the faint and to them that have no might, but wait on him. He not only promises to give them strength, but such a strength that goes beyond the physical strength that we find in young men. And how feeble is that human strength? It is here for a time and it, so, it soon turns into weakness, but it is not so with the Lord's strength. My brother and my sister, do you want the Lord's strength? His promise to give it to the weak and feeble. Do you feel weak? I am not just talking about physical weakness, but mainly about spiritual weakness. Do you realize that you are totally unable to run this race on your own? Do you realize that you just lack the power? Do you sometimes feel that you're about to faint, that you 
just cannot go on. Then this promise is for you. Seek the Lord and his strength. The second passage I want us to look at is Genesis 49, 22 to 24. Genesis 49, 22 to 24. There we read, Joseph, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches ran over the world. The archers have sorely gripped him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. Here we have the example of a man that was made strong by the hands of God when he sought the Lord. And what are the adjectives that come to your mind when you think of Joseph? I personally think, think of words like despised, attacked, hated, harassed, and above all, tempted. Tempted. And one of the reasons the Lord left his example recorded for us here is that he wants us to cling to him if we are in the same condition. My brothers and sisters, do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel cruelly attacked by forces that want to destroy and defile you? Do you feel tempted to sin by the devil, this world, and your own flesh? Is your oppression so intense that you feel harassed? That is often our, our terrible experience. But here is the power that you and I need to abide in strength. Seek the Lord and his strength. Thirdly, let's look at Philippians 4, 11 to 13. Philippians 4, 11 to 13. They will read these words by the Apostle Paul, inspired by God. By God. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Here we have the amazing testimony of a man who had lost his reputation, his possessions, and his freedom. This man had been treated very cruelly and was writing from an extremely inhospitable first century prison cell. His name was Paul the Apostle. And he was so strengthened by Christ that he exhibited the rare jewel of Christian contentment in very adverse circumstances. Really. How worse could things get from a human perspective? Paul could have had so many reasons to be full of self-pity. But he's content. Why is he content? The answer is verse 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, Please notice that he doesn't say that he was content because he had received some kind of exceptional gift because he was an apostle. He doesn't say that. He had learned, learned to be content. And learning is often difficult. You learn something that you didn't know before. So Paul is implicitly acknowledging that there was a time when he wasn't content. 
but he sought the Lord. He didn't give up. He kept treading the path by reading and meditating in the scriptures and praying without ceasing. He sought the Lord and was strengthened and learned contentment. My brother, my sister, do you sometimes feel discontent? Do you tend to be cast down? I can tell you that you are in good company. We are all prone to wonder. But here is what we need. Let's seek the Lord and his strength. You and I can live a contented life in Christ who strengthens us. Lastly, let's look at Colossians 1.11. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, and to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. These words are found in a prayer that Paul the Apostle wanted to write down so that the church in Colossae could know what he asked for them before the Lord. And among his petitions, we find that he's asking the Lord to strengthen them with all might and to three things, patience, long-suffering, and joy. Again, this is an indication that, that these things must come from the Lord himself. They are not in us by nature. So my, my brethren, do you have trouble waiting for God to grant you a certain desire of your, heart, of your heart, maybe even a godly desire? Is it difficult for you to be patient when you are being bothered? Do you feel your lack of joy? You know you should be joyful and you can maybe even mention some reasons to be joyful, but it's just like you cannot get that joy into your heart. Then here is the answer that you need. Seek the Lord and his strength. My brothers and sisters, here is what I really want you, you and me to get out of this devotion. Let's write it in our hearts. Seeking the Lord is for weak people. Seeking the Lord is for weak people. The devil never, never tells us that, does he? We tend to think that those amazing men and women of prayer in the past, those men and women we, we read about, were be very different from us. We, we think that they prayed because they didn't have struggles. But we are so wrong. They prayed because they had struggles. And they struggled so much that they realized that they couldn't do it on their own. So they sought the Lord. Out of desperation, they sought the Lord. They frequented the Lord. They didn't give up. And your weakness and my weakness and the church's weakness must have the same effect on us. Do we see our weakness and sinfulness? That's when the, the accuser comes in and tells us, don't seek the Lord. He'll never accept you like this. But that is a lie out of the pit of hell. We must keep coming. Not trusting in ourselves, but trusting in Christ. And we must keep coming precisely because we are weak. So let's do that together. Let's seek the Lord and his strength. Amen.